Yep. So we're you're a mental health therapist, just like me. I think all <laughs> realtors are at this point, you know, because you, you have to understand where people are feeling and you take on some of their emotions and things that the stresses that they have. And Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of the local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you again for tuning into another episode of Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Healy. And today we have Kenya Hill with us. Thank you so very much for coming on board today and being willing to be interviewed. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jennifer. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. So would you take a few moments and tell the listeners um, about yourself and uh, the broker that you work for and how long you've been in the business? Well, I've been with Keller Williams for about seven years now. Um, I mainly work 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 with buyers and sellers. Um, the most thing I love about Keller Williams is the training in the culture. Okay, and what is it about the training in the culture that you like so much? The culture is that everybody's always willing to help. It's mm-hmm. always somebody in the office that has an answer to a question that you may need. That is so wonderful. I'm glad to hear that. Now, what made and- you become a realtor? I found my own home. Oh. Uh-huh. I so was working with Yes. And I was also working in property management. Oh, okay. And I figured I was like, hey, if I can lease this apartment to a hundred percent, I'm pretty sure I can sell an house. Yeah, definitely. So I took that leap and I've been moving ever since. That is so wonderful. That is great. Um and is there anybody in your family that is a realtor um, or that you got in this from? Or is this completely out of right field? Completely out of right field. Wow. That is so interesting. I love asking that question. Sometimes you get legacy individuals that I speak with that have family and friends in this business and, and kind of grew up in it. And I always think that's a very important question to ask. Only because I know my kids, um, and as long as I've been in this industry, my kids like want no parts of real estate. That, <laughs> I, I try just, to get my, yeah, I try to get my nephew to at least put lock boxes on for me, and I'll pay him. He's like, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, okay, I guess we won't have a family business. <laughs> I I'm glad it's just not me that that sees that aspect of it. My kids saw me working a lot of nights and a lot of weekends, um, and they wanted more of a nine to five gig. Uh, so all, uh, so they all went in different directions, which is just fine, which is just fine. Exactly. I understand that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you are not real, in real estate or focusing on buyers and sellers, uh, do you have any things that you like to do for recreation? So for recreation, I just realized that I'm an outdoors girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be on a trail no matter the weather, I want to be outside getting a little bit of sunlight that I can and just taking some time to observe what's around me versus being so fast paced that I'm not sitting still. Mm, that's beautiful. So I do that, but then I'm also our um, psychiatric rehabilitating coordinator, which means I help people with um, in, men- in the mental health field. So I do that part-time. I have about six clients that I help monthly. 
That's wonderful. That's going to be actually really um, helpful in uh, when you're communicating with buyers and sellers just to learn that the psychology behind why people do what they do. Not so well, much. I'm the, still learning that. Oh, sure. It's... That I always find the most uh, important information. Sometimes I think we forget to ask the most basic questions as to why people do what they do or what is their thought process? Because I think it's sometimes it changes so very much from what their thought process is to what they're doing. Um, even when people say, you know, I'm going to wait until the market calms down um, before I purchase, then I'm like, okay, that's completely fair. Let's, it, let's have a conversation about that though. So you can understand what you are actually saying. You know, I always say, well, what does calm down mean? What is your definition of calm down? That's it. Because when these rates drop, it's not going to be calm in this marketplace. The values are going to increase. And so we have to have an honest conversation about that so that people know what they're getting into. And if they choose the weight, which is fine, they need to know what market they're going to walk into when it does. What's the likelihood the market's going to be when the rates do drop and to make sure that they're prepared for that. So if they want to hunker down and save some cash, I think it's a great idea, but just so that they know. So again, I just, I love that going deeper into why people do what they do so that they understand what it means in their business and into their transaction. Yep. So we're, you're a mental health therapist, just like me. I think all <laughs> realtors are at this point, you know, because you, you have to understand where people are feeling and you take yeah. on some of their emotions and things that the stresses that they have and it's there. best not to try to take it on you, but, you know, mm -hmm. just to understand where they're coming from. Exactly. Absolutely. It's so helpful. Mm -hmm. So you said that you have you deal with buyers as well as sellers. Do you have a preference or are you open to both? I'm open to both. Okay. I am open to both. Um, I'm. It seems like I have more listings. Well, they actually are about 50-50 actually. But in this current market, I have more listings than buyers. Oh, okay. Interesting. So I have to ask this question when I hear that uh, statement. So do you have uh, like a, a goal that for every listing that you have, I've heard agents tell me that they have that they want to get two buyer leads from every listing that they have, or, you know, their, their goal is that, you know, keep them, maybe not a goal, what's the wrong word, maybe to keep the home on the market for at least a weekend or at least seven days so they can try to get some of those uh, buyer leads off of that listing. Do you have a focus when you're focusing so much on listings on um, if you're looking for that listing to bring in buyer leads for you and or your team? I actually always look forward to having buyer leads, but I never get it. <laughs> it doesn't happen for me that way. I'll gotcha. have an open house. I'll have several conversations with buyers. Um, they're either represented or just being a looky-loo. And the follow-up, I felt like I have really good follow-up, but I never get a buyer from my listings. It really is. I'll have people call me in the neighborhood and tell me that they want to list their house. That's great. But never a buyer that says, hey, I see you have this listing. I'm looking to buy a house too. That never happens for me. Mm. So are you, do you have like this amazing marketing system that you you've created for yourself and your listings when it comes to the type of photos, the type of videos, the type of drones, the staging, what sets you apart as a listing agent? 
So for me, typically when I know I have a coming soon listing, I'll post just the outside. And then I'll also, it's a company called ZipFlyer. ZipFlyer will email all the realtors in any area that you're that you select. Okay. So I can choose. So typically I email realtors from Maryland, DC, Virginia, of course, in Baltimore City, Baltimore County, and Howard County, because even though they may not be first-time investors, I mean home buyers, they are investors looking for turnkey properties. Mm. So I want to make sure that I get my listing in front of every realtor via email. That way, that's one option. Then I also do reverse prospecting. So if you see my coming soon listing and I know to hire, I'm going to call you personally and tell you about the open house this weekend. Mm-hmm. And depending on the weather, I may door knock and invite neighbors, but I always stand outside of the property. So as neighbors are coming in and out of their homes, I invite them inside to the open houses. I also email the lenders and say, hey, we have this business. Um, d- um, we have this business relationship. I have a listing coming soon. What buyers do you have that's, that you just pre-approved? Girl, I'm loving what so, you're saying. I love what you're saying. I, <laughs> I love me a good open house, but only if it's hosted in the right way. Um, absolutely. And, and it's all about that marketing of that open house and to make sure that we get the most bang for our buck because there's nothing worse than being there for a couple hours and nobody comes in. And nobody shows up. When and I didn't eat all the snacks waiting exactly. for everybody. Exactly. Um, and just, it just, it's just it's sadly a waste of time, but, um, I love it when it's done, when it's orchestrated like that and you have the pool in there and people know about it, especially when there's a coming soon. So I love what you're doing. Thank that you. is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well and done. It, it doesn't take a lot to do, you know, a <laughs> simple email, text your lenders. Hey, here's my listing. Who do you exactly. have? You know? Yeah. And then and just as people are walking through, I always my, my thing for um, open houses that I do is um, when I go, I like to ask every single person that walks by two questions. And it's the, the seller is going to want feedback from this open house. That's typically the Absolutely. whole point in having them. Please tell me the one thing you liked most about the house and the one thing you like least about the house. And then I write them all down and then I give them to the agent or the team lead, whoever's doing it, so that mm-hmm. they have the data to take back to the seller. And if, if it needs to be adjusted, if something's off, if there's an odor in the house, maybe they were smokers that live there, there's something mm-hmm. that can be done. Or, you know, if there's some, even if somebody says, I love it, it's a condo, um, but it doesn't have a balcony. And I really wanted some front space. That's nothing that you can do anything about, but it's great to communicate that so that the sellers know that there are people walking through that. And this is a, a fair assessment of what other people may be having concerns with as well. So I always like to ask that question, even to the neighbors, mm-hmm. whoever's walking through, just tell me one positive thing and one negative thing, and then write that off. Because I really always think it's really important to have that stuff documented. Absolutely, because yes. I always like to have some feedback to report to my seller. Exactly. I never like to come back and say nobody showed. Up. Right, exactly. Or <laughs> they came and nobody has, oh, they said, oh, it's nice. No, I don't want to hear it's nice. Tell me the right. thing you like most and the thing you like. Absolutely. Because I think mm-hmm. that that's really important at the end of the day to find that in, that information yes. out. Yes. So 
I know that we're in, we're recording this at uh, the beginning of November already. I can't even believe that we're here already. And it's cold. It's, it's frigid. <laughs> if we're phrase Facebook friends, you will laugh at my Facebook post because I'm like, <laughs> it's freaking cold. It is. <laughs> summer and spring, girl. I am literally in hibernation mode. I've got my flannel on today because I just, my feet, I got like, Warm fuzzy socks. On. Fuzzy socks. Yes, I have mine on as well. Yes. Girl, I'm a hot mess because I just hate this cold and we're not even into the crux of it yet. We're not even there yet. Ron, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering here um, is that uh, another good, good question to ask is about, and I'm really, uh, this is something I just love to ask people about your daily success plan. Do you have one? When does it start? Does it start the evening before? Does it start the morning of your day? And what's your daily success plan look like? So mine is the night before. Mm -hmm. I like to write down the things that I need to do the following day because sometimes I might wake up and be like, oh, what am I supposed to do today? I want to make sure I didn't forget anything. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have a CRM. So typically I wake up and I just literally started adding these two different things to my plan. Mm -hmm. I wake up at 7 a.m. versus 5. I realize 5 is a struggle for me. Okay? So I wake up at 7. I do a 15-minute meditation. And I stretch for at least 20 minutes. Because mm. I'm almost 40 and my body's telling me I need to move it just a little bit more. You know, showing houses is not enough. Okay? So that's a little bit of physical activity that I can at least get in. Yeah. Okay. So at least, so by eight o'clock I'm up, I have my journal. I already have what I'm going to do today. And then I'll start making calls. I will check on. So Keller Williams, our, our CRM is called command. Mm -hmm. So we have something called smart plans where I send out a new, either a newsletter starting at the first of the month is November, a November newsletter. Make sure that is already being sent out to my database. I make sure I touch at least 10 past clients just to say, hello, I'm thinking of you. And that's mostly where my business comes from are referrals. I love so it. So I must really do a good job with staying in touch with my past clients. Yes. So now I'm trying to get, I mean, I always love my referrals, but in order for me to increase my business, I need to go a little bit above and go a little bit harder to get newer people. Yeah. So if that's being done, um, I started going to social events. I try to go to at least two social events a week. Love that. Thank you. So I the do. one tonight, I never knew that Baltimore City and Baltimore County and even Howard County have a leadership committee. Hmm. They have a class for... I think it's six months when you actually have to graduate. It's about, it's a tuition that teaches you how to be a leader. And so I always attend those meetings and I'm networking with all various types of people. So I'm doing that. I'm just trying to get in front of more people. So I make myself, I'm forcing myself to actually go outside and meet more people in a social setting. I love I'm it. not the girl that's going to pick up the phone every day in Legion, even though it's part of it. I, that's not my main focus. Gotcha. I do mm -hmm. have a question to ask, if I may. When you say that you're getting in front of 10 past clients a day, in what mm -hmm. format are you doing that in? 
I call or text. Okay. And are you mm -hmm. getting a good response? Absolutely. They're always like, hey, Kenya, it might be as simple as, you know, it's November. Don't forget to change your home filter. It was like, I didn't even think of that, Kenya. Yeah. Or somebody's birthday is coming around the corner. It's, it's just so simple. And they're like, oh, I thought about you. Um, a lady says she wanted to purchase a house. And I'm like, oh, okay. That wasn't even what I called for, but thank you. Yes. I always give a lot of gratitude. Oh, that's wonderful. I uh, just found a new, um, another trainer, because I'm always looking at the real estate trainers, whether it's Tom Ferry or Brian Buffini. And this one is Krista Mayshore. And she does a lot via uh, social media. And um, I have a lot of marketing in my background. So it's been a thing that I've been interested in. So I start, I'm doing her training coming up in the next the 13th, 14th, and 15th of the month. Uh, but one thing that she has us doing is reaching out to 10 people a day as well. And we have to do video um, calls to them. So even if they don't have, like, it's not uh, one FaceTime to another FaceTime, it's making a video. And I just check them out on Facebook. I check them out and see what's going on in their lives. And she's usually the first 10 or 20 people that hit in my feed. And I'm just reaching out to them, making a video and just saying, hey, I see you've got your son got married and had a baby and this is happening in your life and that's happening in your life. And I just have that conversation with them on a video. And then I just send I it to that. Whether I send it via text or I send it via a Facebook messenger or Instagram, I'm just communicating with them. And I'm getting so much response from that because I'm reaching out to these people. Like if my son is 22 mm -hmm. to somebody that was in his, uh, his little league, uh, you know, two, 15 years ago, 18 years ago, and I'm reaching out to those parents that I haven't connected with besides on Facebook, but now having that organic conversation based on what's going on in their lives. I'm telling you, girl, I'm having a field day with this and how well it's converting. So if I could share that with you, if, if oh, that's, that's something amazing. that you're interested to do, um, it might just, again, level you up a little bit or, you know, double down on your efforts. Yeah, because you know what? Social media gives me anxiety. I don't know why. It's like, and I've taken a class on it. I know I'm completely overthinking it. Completely. I've taken classes on it. I've planned a social media calendar for a week. Mm -hmm. I'll do it for a week. The next week, it's like, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> it is It is hard. I actually um, used to do all social media about 10, 12 years ago. And I actually burnt out. Um, it was a hard burn too, because I was bringing in 250 leads um, to 300 leads a month. And uh -huh. following up on leads is not like following up on referrals. And I burnt out like bad. And I didn't want to touch social media again. So now I'm starting to touch it. But I'm, in my mind, I'm in control of it. Yes. <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm okay with it because it, but it, it's, because I'm doing it the way I want to do it. And it's working for me now. But I have to tell you, I do fabulous with accountability. So I always right. want somebody that like wants to do something with me and have that accountability every day. So I have an accountability partner. Now we, we chat at 11 o'clock every day because I make my phone calls from usually 9 to 11. Uh -huh. Honestly, it's like 9 to 1 because I talk so much. But... I try to get them done. And we do that accountability. It's like, did you do, 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 do today? And I'm like, mm -hmm. I need that. Thank you. 
And I'm like, oh, I got to get this stuff done because I got to have my call and I need to have check, 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 check before that phone Absolutely. call. Absolutely. So um, if and when you're ready, girl, I'm happy to do some accountability with you, whatever you want to do, because um, I really yes. do enjoy it. I, I thrive off of it. Without it, I, I don't thrive so much. So, you know, I when you by saying that I can at least just start by liking and commenting and saying congratulations, that way they see my face. Exactly. Right? It's something that's so small. Exactly. And just Mm -hmm. make sure like you do that for 15 minutes a day or or whatever it is, if Uh you want to start like that. And then, you know, maybe that making the little videos and sending it is down the road. You know, it's it's okay to just do something new, something, something you know, yes. and then something that you're aggressively trying to get out of your comfort zone, leaning into the uncomfortable. Cause that's, mm-hmm. I think that's where we all grow and stretch. And um, yes. I definitely God made us to be average individuals. I, I just don't, he made us to be extraordinary. I, I was about to say we're extraordinary individuals. Yes, yeah, we are. I think that's what he's created. Mm-hmm. And I think there's yes. some of us that, that lean into that. And there's some of us that go like, I'm good right now. And that's cool. Everybody's a personal it. choice. Yeah, that's fine. But I just want to go a little bit further. That's all. That's it. That's what I want to do. <laughs> well, I wanted to say, I know that the business has been really chaotic over the last 12 months. And again, we're recording this in, in uh, November of 2023. And I want to know, what have you done over the last 12 months um, that you are still producing um, with some really great numbers here? Um, how, what are you doing? I mean, specifically, um, now you, you mentioned, uh, that you're doing a lot of listings. You mentioned that it's a lot of from your sphere of influence and that you're calling 10 people of those sphere a day. Is yes. there any other things that you're doing to stay in contact with them? And the newsletter, pardon me. Oh, yeah. And the newsletter, um, staying in contact with them as it was just basically talking, talking to them and being ready to readily available and producing information for them. Mm. Um, we're at a trying time right now in the real estate, um, not only just interest rates, but other things. And I just want to be there to be able to explain things. Um, so I have been taking trainings. Mm-hmm. I, Keller Williams have a class called Bold. Um, I've been also speaking with other realtors as well to figure out things that we can do to overcome. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's, it's a... It's so much more that we all can do collectively, you know? So whenever in a transaction, you know, you really want to work with the other realtor and not go back and forth because of clients, you really want to build that relationship with them and everybody else. So I just been trying to stay on top of building relationships with everybody in the industry. I love that. That's Mm -hmm. so important to have a good name out there. And when people, you know, they're either going to look at your name coming through and go, oh, or they're going to say, Absolutely. Like, I've done something. I've done a transaction with Kenya or I've heard, I've heard about Kenya or I've met Kenya before. Let me see what her client is all about. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Mm -hmm. what do you think is one of the largest challenges right now in today's marketplace for home buyers? What are you seeing? I mean, I know you don't do a lot of them. So of the ones that you have, what are you seeing? The education piece. Mm. So for me is talking to them. They're like interest rate. I'm like, well, do you even know what the interest rates are? And where did you hear about the interest rates? Oh, the interest rates are 8%. I'm like, okay, so have you spoke with a lender? What is your ideal mortgage payment? They'll tell me. And I'm like, 
Well, did you know that if you spoke with a mortgage lender and you tell him, he runs all your information, and if you're comfortable with that mortgage payment, then the interest rate doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then you'll also have your house. You'll have a payment that you're happy with. And then most importantly, when rates eventually, if they do go down, you have more equity and you can refinance out of it. It's mm -hmm. just the educational piece of what they're hearing from the media or my friend bought her house this way. Everybody's situation is completely different. Yes. You don't work the same job, the same hours, et cetera. You don't have the same things that that person has. Exactly. So yeah. it's just the education piece. Absolutely. So I have one buyer right now. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that I'll explain something to her, but then it comes back. And I'm like, well, maybe I have to explain it in a different way. Sure. So to make sure that she understands what's going on, because I never want I tell people this all the time. I never want you to buy a house from me and then say you don't want the house afterwards or right. that something's wrong or that you didn't understand. So Good. it's just mainly the educational piece and okay. seeing the urgency of them. Mm -hmm. Now, can I ask the same question? What are the tips that you have for sellers in this market at this time? For sellers, I say don't overprice it. Yes, we do have limited inventory, but you also have to consider the appraisal and things of that nature. And if you want to buy a because eventually you will be a buyer again. Mm -hmm. The way you're treating a buyer in this transaction is the same way that somebody else can treat you when you're buying your next property. Yes. So, so true. They never think of that. They never think of that. Yes. That is that that is so true. My daughter's in the marketplace right now. And um, she's seeing a lot of people um, price their homes at the top of their market. The top um, of the market. But, the HVAC system is 30 years old. The roof Absolutely. is 30 years old. And she's watching people remove contingencies and remove uh, and add appraisal gaps in. And she said, but mom, this house, it's at the top of the, the roof. One and two, everything's old and outdated. Like it's all going to be breaking soon. And if I'm at the top, how are we going to be able to fix this like she's really thinking it through which oh, i'm sure you should yes yes and it's so important that they're that people think that way and that the agents are there to, you know to encourage that as well um i understand that you know each county has about seven thousand i know i'm in in rundle and we have seven thousand displaced uh new home creations People like my daughter that are living with family that don't want to be living with family that want to create her own family but can't find a home. So I know right. we know the statistics show that there's seven thousand of them here in my county of Anne Arundel. And I'm sure there's equally the amount of people in Baltimore, Baltimore City, Baltimore yes. County, and Hartford County. So I'm sure there's so many people that are displaced, but it's making sure, like you said, that they're educated about the real important stuff. Absolutely. It is so important. I tell them, you want to go into a home and you want to be comfortable. You want to be, if you want a new sofa and living room set, you want to be able to have money to afford that. Exactly. You don't want to have to come in and replace something. Me, when I bought my home, of course, I was clueless. I came in a month later, my skylight starts raining 
leaking every time it rained and it rained inside my luckily it was in the bathroom and it will rain inside the bathtub thank goodness i only had a thousand dollars left to my name after i purchased my home mm -hmm. so i had to wait until this pay and this pay and this pay to get the roof and the skylight insulated and i don't want people to go through that I that's know. why i also tell them have a budget yes what's meant for you will be for you Yes. If you did not get this house, it was a reason you did not get this house. And new houses come on the market every day. Yes, they do. Just be ready. Know exactly what you want. And just be lenient of that. You're going to have to make the house perfect once you buy it. Yes. It's and not perfect going own. in. You have you're to make it your own. Yes. And then I advise them to get a home warranty because you never know what happens. Mm -hmm. And that's only on mechanicals. Can't help. Right you know things like i had but yes right, right, right. Um, so i just it's really the educational piece really and it's just really making them understand i know you want to move i know but just think about it exactly slow it down for just a moment slow it down and I, the sellers as well oh yeah oh I, yeah i know you want to move i know you want to do this but i want you to think about the things that you need to do to get it done. Your timeline don't have to get it done because I don't want you to just to say, well, the home's been on the market for two weeks already. I need you to drop the price. Mm -hmm. Give it time. The average home being sold is on the market for at least 30 to 45 days right now. Mm -hmm. It depends if it's not priced right. Yes. Makes a big difference. Makes a big difference. Huge difference. Mm -hmm. um, so if I had to ask you your one superpower, in your real estate business what do you think your real estate superpower is um that i am relatable mm. i am relatable if you want me to come in sweatpants and show you a house i'm going to do that if you want me to be dressed up i and i'm understanding because i know how to listen I am here to listen, to better provide you, to help service you and your family's needs, mm -hmm. whether it's buying or selling. I love that. Thank you. That is so important information. <laughs> that really is. Um, I, I know that we're coming up to the last four minutes in this. And I am just, I think you're so unbelievable the things that you have shared and i'm honored thank that you. you came on to the podcast and sharing thank this you. with our community um mm -hmm. if uh there is somebody on here that's listening and saying oh i want to know more about kenya's business and about working at keller williams and you mentioned bold um at which i am a graduate of bold um and i want to know more about bold how can people reach out to you to find out more about Keller Williams, find out more about you, uh, and maybe find out more about the training that is offered? Well, you can reach me in my cell, which is 443-202-7006. My email is also kenyacellsmd at gmail.com. My website is www.kenya hill.kw.com i am on social media i will eventually start posting a little bit more but my instagram is yes kenya and that is y-a-s-s-s -S -S underscore kenya 
My office in Keller Williams is located in Towson, Maryland. We're at 1104 Kenilworth Drive, the third floor. And I'm more than happy to help, assist, or have any questions answered if you have any. Thank you so very much, Kenya, for coming on here and being willing to be interviewed and being open and kind of pulling back the curtain and sharing a little bit about your life and your business with our listeners. I think that that is so valuable. And um, to all of you that are out there listening and or watching, if you're watching on YouTube or listening on one of the 15 different podcast platforms, I'm going to ask two favors. And the first uh, favor I'm going to ask is for you to forward this to two of your realtor colleagues that you think would find this beneficial. And the second thing I'm going to ask is please leave a review of uh, this interview today so that we can grow from it and uh, we can reach more realtors locally. Thank you so very much, Kenya, for coming. Thank you, today. Jennifer. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a great afternoon. Thank you for joining the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. We'd like to ask you two favors. Number one, forward this podcast to three of your favorite realtor friends. They'll thank you for it, and I'll thank you for it too. Number two, we'd love reviews. It helps get the word out. 